Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I don't know about you, but the library is one of my favorite places to visit. It is one of the few places you can go where you are surrounded by books and by people who love books. No one is going to look at you funny if you walk around with an armful of books, but you probably will get that knowing smile from someone who understands your dilemma. Too many books and not enough time. On one of my visits, I stumbled across a book called Just Open the Door, How One Invitation Can Change a Generation. This title grabbed me and I had to know more. The book is by Jen Schmidt and her goal was to share the power of hospitality, Christian hospitality, and what happens when we embrace it. While I have not finished the book yet, there have been so many amazing, challenging statements already that I wanted to share a few with you today. The first was her definition of hospitality versus entertaining. Jen makes a wonderful point that hospitality is simply opening your home to others and making it about your guests, while entertaining is about the host. Entertaining is focused on the lovely decor in my home, the beautiful table setting, and the elegant way I serve the food. This really struck me because how often have we gotten wrapped up in entertaining instead of extending true hospitality? Of course, we should make sure our home is as clean as it can be, but it should never hinder us from opening our door to others. If we wait until our home looks just right, has sufficient space, or it is convenient, we probably will never have anyone over and we will miss out on so much if we do. Jen learned this principle from her own parents who believed the best way to get to know their church family was by having them over. Think about the early church. They gathered daily, which allowed them to get to know each other and understand their needs. We have removed ourselves from knowing others, and I believe this has led to severe problems in the church, such as discouraged people doing their best to make it alone through life and an abundance of lonely people who are aching for company, but no one's reaching out. My heart was truly saddened as I read Jen's book and realized just how far we have drifted from biblical hospitality and the idea of one another. She shared over and over how many friends she had made simply because she opened her home to others and relationships were born. Life Boiled down to the basics is really about relationships. I know I talk about this a lot, but because it's important, relationships are really where the rubber meets the road. People are how we live out our faith. Think about it for a moment. How do we grow in patience or gentleness or even love? It involves someone else. Being by ourselves or even just our family, it's not enough. We need others to challenge and sharpen us, helping us to grow into the image of Christ. In fact, we were built, designed, created to need others. We are social creatures, even those who are the true introverts need a bit of social interaction with others. They enjoy sitting and watching even just others interact, but they like that idea of being with people sometimes. We need to know that someone cares, that there are others who have faced a similar battle and can help us overcome our struggles. We need the counsel of someone else when we are making a difficult decision. And all of this revolves around relationships. And when we live to ourselves, we are missing out. 
Now, do I agree that this means more work? Absolutely. People are not always the easiest to get along with, and it requires us to give of our time and our talent, but in the end, it is always worth it. Think about Christ's ministry. It was all about people, whether it was healing the sick, having a late-night conversation with Nicodemus, or spending time with the 12 disciples. He invested himself heavily during those three and a half years of ministry because this was the reason he came. Jesus did not merely live on earth waiting for the right time to become the sacrifice of the whole world. He lived, and so should we. We are called to live our life, and that includes investing it in others. It is a sad thing to hide away in your home, letting the years go by without ever spending it with people. And I believe we hinder our ability to fulfill the great commandment, loving God with all of our heart and loving others. This statement from Jen really blew me away. The way we love our neighbor reveals something about the way we love God. And the way we love God reveals something about the way we love our neighbor. Let that sink into your mind and heart. Loving God and loving our neighbor are in some ways two sides of the same coin. They are linked together. Listen to some verses from the book of 1 John. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. That's 1 John three sixteen. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and every one that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. That is First John 4, verses 7 through 8. God laid down his life for us. This was an action that involved him doing something for us. It was not for him, but for us. And we know that love, real, pure love, comes from God. He is the author of it. And when we love, it reflects God. It shows that we know him because he is love. How do we reflect and show love? By our actions, reactions, and interactions with others. Loving ourselves will do nothing to show the world God's love. It is only through living our life for others that we begin to make a difference in this world. I think this is why Jen's statement grabbed me so much because it was so true. We can say we love God and want to show him love, but the best way to do that is by caring about others. And we can only care about others when we know them. As I said earlier, I have not even completed this book yet, but I have been so challenged already. I have not been as open with my home as I could have been. I tell myself I'm super busy, but that doesn't mean I can't make time for others to go on a quick coffee date with a friend or carve out a time to have someone over on a Friday night. And what about you? Have you allowed your schedule to hinder you from opening your heart and your home to others to be a blessing to someone else and share their burdens? I know that this idea will take work, but I believe that it is essential that we open our homes and our hearts to others. You know, we will be doing a lot of fellowshipping in heaven as we worship the Lord and feast at his table. Shouldn't we get into the habit of doing it while we're on earth? Our lives will never be the same when we do, and you don't know how much of a difference it can make in someone else's life. We don't know how many are hurting in our church, how many are lonely and looking for someone that cares. You 
could be the answer to their prayers, all because you said yes to God. And the one last thing I want to mention from Jen, and that is the fact that we don't always have to open our home directly to practice hospitality. She shared that when her two sons joined the football team, her schedule was completely messed up to the point where she was aggravated at it. But then God spoke to her and said, Jen, you can still be hospitable to others and show them my love. And that is when she spread her blanket wide, as she put it, and invited others to sit with her and share in the snacks that she brought. She said that by the end of the first football season, she knew almost every person in the bleachers. Now that is an accomplishment, but she accomplished it through her rule of three, which meant that she looked for three new people to introduce herself to. I like this idea of looking for hospitality opportunities on the go and want to live a life that is conscious of others. Can I challenge you to do the same? That you live intentionally. Live looking for someone to say hello to and just share whatever is before you, whether that is your blanket with a few snacks or just a listening ear. Remember that our life is meant to be invested in others. That is the way we live the gospel and reflect Christ to a world that is in need and a church filled with believers who may just need some encouragement. And if you are looking for something new to read, please check out this book from Jen Schmidt. Just open the door. Maybe you can find it at your local library. And I hope you have a wonderful day, my friends. Let's be women who are practicing hospitality versus entertaining and looking out for others in need so that we can reflect the love of God daily. Thank you.